0: We're starting from the bottom of the above Amid base. So we said yesterday we were analyzing Machlokas, Rabbi Yishmal and Rabbi Akiva. The Basuk says, that you pay from the best of the fields. Again, what does that mean? The Mazik does damage. Uh, he didn't guard his ox or whatever. So now he's liability towards a certain victim. So the Alokha is that the Mazik has to pay from the best of his field. You know Rabbi Rabbi Akiva understands that means literally the best of the Mazic's fields. If he doesn't have liquid and it's being collected from his properties, it's from his best field. Kipshutah Shalmikra. Rabbi Shemal says, However, the Pasuk also says and then we compare it to the field of the Nizek, which in Rabbi Ishmael's position means that if the, if the Mazik's worst off is equal to the nizik's best off, then the Mazik gets away with just giving his worst off since it's equal to the best off of the nizik. So we're going to analyze the end of what the price has said. We're, from, we're starting from Rabbi Akiva Omer. Uh, we're at uh, seven lines off on the bottom. Rabbi Akiva Omer. All the Pasuk is coming to say is that the court can collect Nizekin from the best land this is a it's certainly true when hektish is collected so the Gemara says what do you mean what do you mean this is certainly true when hektish is collected if you say it's a case so let's say one of our oxen Meaning a non kaddish ox, cores, ox belonging to the base of mikdash. So what would the halacha be? That you're paying, you're paying because you damaged the base of mikdash. Here, the victim, the nizik, is the base of mikdash, and they're collecting from you. And for sure, when they're collecting from you, they collect from midyas. Meaning, if a regular person collects from you from midyas, certainly the base of mikdash. But the problem is, The Torah says you're liable only if your ox scores your friend's ox. What does it mean, your friend's ox? If your ox cores actish's ox, actually, what's the halacha? Your butter. Interesting drasha. Shari evlo Shar So if you're pater, that can't be the case that hektish is collecting then from your superior land. It says the Gemara Ella. Rather lo la Rather, what do we have to say? Rabbi Akiva's statement is talking about someone who said that that it's on me to give a mana to the bedekabayis. So someone is declaring that he's pledging a certain amount to the bedekabayis. In that case, it's not a question of. Uh, of damages, but rather it's a pledge. And now when, when the gizber, when the treasurer is coming to collect, shakum if the person doesn't have liquid, he can take from the best stuff, he can take from the idis. But the Gemara says, is that even true that he'd be allowed to do that? In other words, what's the Kavakomer gonna say? If when a regular person collects damages, they collect from Idis, so here when when, when is going to collect on someone's pledge, they collect from Idis, that doesn't make sense. In that case, they're just like a creditor. In other words, you can collect damages from Hecti from, from Idis. But in this case, where you pledge money to the base of and the Gizbar is collecting, he's not collecting damages. He's just like a creditor. What's the halach of a creditor? The halach is that a creditor, when he collects damages, when he, I'm sorry, when he collects money, Owed to him, he collects it only from the average land. So it doesn't make sense there that when you pleasure the base of Mikdash, and now the money's being collected from you by the gizbar, that he should collect from the best stuff. Maybe the is, is that is every creditor actually collects from superior land. Every creditor collects from superior land. So then, if that would be true, then kavachomer hektish, when they're a creditor should collect from superior land. But even if we say that and mifrach, we have a question on that. How could you say if a regular creditor does, then for sure the base Mikdash, when they're the creditor you can make a you can make a refutation on that logic. A a regular creditor, he has stronger power. I see he collects nizikin. How do I know that the treasurer who his power is weakened to collect? I see when someone damages hektish their potter, so I can't even make the whole. Even if it would be true, there, it's like the Gemara is going in a hypothetical. Even if hypothetically, we're going to say Kiva holds every creditor collects from Idis, and then we're going to say Kava Homer when Hechtish is the creditor. They collect from Idis, even if that would be true, but the Kavah Homer is wrong because Hechtish actually has a weakened power because we see that when you damage Hechtish, you're potter, whereas when you damage somebody else, uh, you are Chai. So we have to go back. To to our original understanding of Rabbi Ya'kivah the Olam, the Noh G'achtur, the the Torah, the The case is, we're talking about that one of our, our oxen, meaning a regular ox, gore is an ox that belongs to the base of Megdash. And I, what was our big problem with the Kakashalach Shari Ramachon of the The Torah says Shari Eho and not a Shar of Hechtish. Says the Gemara, Rabbi Kiva Sabalak Rabshimah Manassia, Rabbi holds like the of Rabshimah Ben Minasya, who disagrees with that Rasha. We've been assuming until now, when you damage Hechtish, you are Potter. Says the Gemara, there's one Tana out there, Rabshimah Manassia, that Rabbi Kiva holds like, who disagrees. The Tanah Rabbin Manassia Omer, Sharsha, Shanaka, Sharsha, Shalhad, your Potter. If an ox of Hektish gores one of our oxen, Hektish does not have to pay. But Sharsha, Shalhad, Shanaka, Sharsha, Shalhad, Shalhad, our ox and gore ashar of haktish being tam ben muad when the, whether the, the, the goring ox was warned or not warned but shalom it always pays full damages Mamish the opposite we are more stringent when you gore when you damage haktish you always pay full damages he, he expounds the pasuk you know why the Torah says shari ehu because it's coming to say the halacha is like this when is it true that when there's a whole chalip between tam and muad when you damage when you damage someone else's ox when you, when you damage haktish's ox the halacha is different in what way is it different you always pay nesek shalom that's the way he expounds the puzzle. So according to him, Hectish does collect on damages. And now we can understand what Rikiva was saying. When Hectish collects on their damages, Calvah that they're going to collect from Idias. If a regular person collects their damages from it is, certainly Hectish will. So in conclusion, let's make a big, very clear summary of what we have going on where there's a really fundamental machlekes. If somebody collects if somebody damages Hechtish, whether or not they're Chayib or Potter. According to most Tanam, when you damage Hektish, you are Potter. Hechtish is not collecting at all. According to Rabbi Akiva, and Ben Asia Hechtish does collect and then collect Nezek Shalin. Rabbi Akiva assumed that, and Rabbi Akiva then said, when Hechtish is collecting, from which grade of the land do they collect? They collect from Ades from Akavah Homer. For regular Nizik collects from 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 from, from, from it is Certainly, hectish. When they are the Nizik, they would collect from this. That is the point that Rabbi Akiva was making. Says the Gemara. Now, an interesting possibility. If that's what's going on, Rabbi Shmuel Rabbi Akiva might The the Mazik. Pliki. What did we say yesterday that the whole dispute between Rabbi Shmuel and Rabbi Akiva was about? The whole machlok, as we said, was whether you collect from the best of the fields of the Mazik or do sometimes you collect only from the best of the fields of the Nizak, As we explained, to Rabbi Shmuel yesterday that when the Mazik's worst is equal to the Nizik's best and the mazik gets away with paying his worst. How do we know that that's really the machlokas? Maybe even, even Rabbi Akiva agrees that superior is measured from the perspective of the nizik and if the nizik's worst, best is equal to the mazik's worst then the mazik is okay to pay his worst. Maybe even Rabbi Akiva agrees with that. What are they arguing about? They're arguing about only the second point of the statement. They're arguing about whether when I damage you your higher or pater. Rabbi Akiva, sorry, Rabbi Akiva holds it your like And that's why he was making the point that when you damage Hektish and Hektish is collecting, they collect from the Idis from the idis. Again, what is Idis could be only from the perspective of the Nizik, but you collect from Idis. Rabbi Ishmal Rabbi Shmuel holds like the Rabbanan that the treasurer cannot collect because he holds when you damage Hektish, you are patron. But the Gemara is boldly saying now is that maybe there is no dispute about what Idis is. Everybody agrees it's Rabbi Shmal's perspective, that is from the perspective of the Nizik, equal to his best field. The whole thing, Rabbi Akiva and Rabbi Shmuel, we're disagreeing about is only the second point of Rabbi Akiva, about whether or not when you damage hakdish, hakdish has a right to collect their damages from the best. But says the Gemara, there were clearly two points that Rabbi Akiva was making. In kane we attack all the language that Rabbi Akiva said. First, he said lo ba The language, the his language was the pasuk does not come. Meaning, he said you darshan like this. No, the pasuk is really like this. It, 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 clearly, he's disagreeing about something in the laws of of but oh my mehaktish. He he said it's kavachomer lahaktish. If he agrees to Rabbi Akiva that we're actually being lenient in the collection from Idis, then it's not a good kavachomer. Just to explain what the Gemara is saying, Rashi explains like this. Bishlam, if you say Rabbi Akiva was being more mahmer than Rabbi Shmuel in the Laws of Idis, meaning Rabbi Akiva saying, you don't get away with paying your worst when it's equal to the nizik's best. You don't get away with that. No, we're strict. You always pay from your best. So we're speaking about a stringency. Then you can say, and this stringency all the more so applies to a stricter area like when Hectish is collected. But if Rabbi Akiva held like Rabbi Shmuel, then we're speaking about a leniency. Yes, the Torah said pay from Idis, but we're lenient, not the best of the best, the best from the perspective of the nizik. So then you're speaking about a leniency. You don't say, well, if a leniency applies here, certainly it should apply to the more chamer thing. That sense of logic is off. It's that when a stringency applies, then certainly the stringency applies to the more chamer thing. So it must be the first and foremost, Rabbi Akiva and Rabbi Shohar were disagreeing about the grade of Idis. Rabbi Akiva was being more machmer and saying yeah, that the, the, the mazik always pays from his best. And he can add, and Kamakomar Taqdash Baod, Ha Omar Ravashi, Tanya Had. It was absolutely explicit in a prize of the Rabbi Akiva and Ray was arguing on Rabbi Shmool's point about what quality of land you collect from. The Braya says, Mate of Sade, Matev Karma Yushali, analyzing the pasuk you pay for the best field. Mate of Sadewhizik made of karma shik to Rabbi Shmal. According to Rabbi that you pay only from the best of the perspective of the Nizik, that is <laughs> Rabbi Ishmal. Rabbi Akiva om Rabbi Kiva says, Mate of Sadeo Shalmazik, or Mayth Karmo Shall Mazik. No, it's not true. You pay from the best of the mazik's perspective. So in that last bride that's absolutely clear. And therefore, it's very clear that there's a machlokes in the laws of Idis. And then there's a second machlokes about Hector. So what is the two machlokas? again, summary, one machlokes is that according to Rabbi Ishmael, when the Torah says collect from the best, it only means from the best of the perspective of the nizik. So if the mazik has worse field is equal to the nizik's best, the mazik gets away with paying from his worst field. Rabbi Akiva says, no, you got to pay from your best field. That's one dispute. And then Rabbi Akiva has another dispute. When you damage Hectors the abundance say, Hektosh doesn't collect at all. You're a pater. Rabbi Akiva also shows that Hektosh does collect. You are a And on that, Rabbi Akiva was saying, for sure, that that applies to Hector. All right. Says the Gemara. Now we're going to get into it. It's going to be a lengthy sugya here. Nachashav shapashu the We will see siyata d'shmei over here. So here we go. Rabbi as a kasha, he has to Rafa. On the one hand, what does the pasuk say? You have to pay for the best. What does that mean? You got to pay from the best. You do damages. You have to pay for the best land. Only the best payment plan. By damages. Vatanya so says in another brisa. Huh? So here it's talking about bar. When someone did damage, someone fell into his pit. So the Pasuk says, Yashiv, he should return the money, right? He says, return money to the owner. It's a way of saying, you know... Make a compensation, make a payment for what happened. So, what is yashiv? It's an extra word. It means you don't even have to give money. You can give anything that has worth money. You don't have to give cash. You give anything worth money. What can you give? Even something, the most insignificant item, something like brand, but something has value. Enough brand, right? let's say it's a million dollars of damages. But enough brand out there, it's got to be worth a million dollars. So even though you're paying with brand, Lamisa, if it amounts to a million dollars, you could do that. So what's the price of saying? You could pay with the worst stuff out there in the world. As long as Lamisa is worth money, you're fine. So we have a tremendous steer. On the one hand, what are we saying? That when you're collecting from real estate, you got to collect from the best. Only the best. The compact land that is small but worth a ton. The, the, the most preferred item in the world. a small compact piece of real estate. On the other hand, the Torah says that the damage repays with... Anything he'd like, anything that's worth money, even brand, as long as it amounts in value to the damage, then he's good. What is stero? Says the Gemara Lokasha, it's not a question. Kan Midait The price that allows him to pay with anything is only when he pays voluntarily. If you don't trouble the guy to take you to court, right? Sue you and this and that, then you could get away with paying him anything. The halacha that you collect from it is, from superior stuff, is only when it's forcible, when you didn't want to pay. He had to take you to court and based it and then was forcibly collecting. Then there's the halacha that uh, when it's being collected against his will, then there is the halacha that it collected only from the best stuff. But the Gemara, the Gemara tries to say it's good. We see this from the yishalim. He should pay. Which is implied that it's against his will. In other words, by the pasuk of Meitav, it says Yishalem. So, if it says Yishalem, then it's mashma against his will. Says the Gemara Malah a mix of yishulam. yishulam, grammatically would be against his will Yishalim said, Mashma, but I think Yishalim implies he is bolu- paying voluntarily so the Gemara is just fighting in the words here in the translation the Gemara is saying your suggestion is no good Yishalim is mashma voluntarily and he still has to pay for me this. so we totally reject that it makes no difference if he's paying voluntarily or not it's like the following thing that you said something that Rabbah something like Rabbah said here we go Titania says in a price a little introduction what is a poor person who could collect from tzedakah someone who doesn't have 200 that's the halacha, then you could collect from charity. What happens? A person has a bunch of real estate, maybe it's a house, a field, or vineyards that are worth 200 zilas. So normally you'd say, he's not poor, he can't collect from charity. But the issue is, he can't turn them into liquid. It's at a time where he cannot sell. So he cannot sell. But the problem is, theoretically, he has that asset. But the, bank, the money that's accessible to him right now is not 200 zilas. What a fascinating question. Is such a person poor, or is he not poor? He, can't, he owns things that he's having trouble selling. What's the law? Could he collect from Isra Ani or not? Is he poor or not? So what's the halacha? A compromise. Machin also, Iserani. We'll give him something, but ad mechza, only until half the value of his field. So what does that mean to say? If, 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 if he doesn't have any liquid, but his fields are worth 200 zuz, so what's the halacha? He'll get 100 zuz of tzedakah. I mean, normally when a person doesn't own anything, he has less than 200 zuz, we just give him whatever he needs. Right? That's the halacha. Here, because he has items that are worth 200 zuz, so not really poor. On the other hand, he doesn't have access to turn them into cash for that. So he is poor in a certain sense. We make a very interesting compromise. We give him up to half the value. So the same thing would be, let's say say they were... um, Every, 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 the same thing would be, would be if it was if, it, if, if he had property that was worth 200 zoos and now it's worth, let's say, 150 zoos. So we would give him 50. Like we have no problem doing, doing, doing something like that. But the, the point is that we don't just give him whatever he would like because he doesn't have access to selling those things. It doesn't work like that. Up until half the value, we'll give him two 200 zoos, but not more than half the value. Okay, interesting halacha. So when we learned this, we said, this economics makes no sense. Go back to Economics 101 here. What does this mean? That a person has something worth 200 Zos, but he can't access it. If the Pshad is the price of real estate went down, so everything declined. Meaning, if the price went down and just the market value is no longer 200 Zos with it, we should give him full, everything he needs. In other words, who cares if, I don't know, it was rich last year, it was worth 200 zos. Right now, the market value declines, and the buildings that he owns, he can't make 200 zos from. So he's a poor person. Everyone's land has declined. So he's a classic poor person. He should give him whatever he needs. He doesn't have 200 zos value. You have to say everyone else has increased value. In other words, the market value here is more than 200 Zos. So why can't, why can't he get 200 Zos? Just sell it. The answer is the day, I have enough of Gazzuzzi. Since he was running about trying to make the deal, Zahari, his line went his land went down, meaning he was foolish. He needed to be pressured into doing a deal. So even though the market value was higher, but since he was running around trying to make a deal, everyone chapped that he's desperate for cash. And therefore they're giving him... The low market uh, uh, opportunities to, to, to buy his field because they know that he's des- desperate for cash. So his own actions are making him unable to get the money that his buildings are really worth. The market value is 200 but he messed himself up in his dealings in business and therefore he can't find a buyer to get the value of it. But says the Gemara, if that's the case, we shouldn't give him anything. Why? Because he's not poor. The value is 200 Zos. Ah, Lema said he can't get it. That's because he's a fool. He can't get his 200 Zos. Can you imagine if someone had 200 Zos and he's in the safe, but Lema said he lost the key. You think you would, you would say he's a poor person? Not a poor person. He has to figure it out. So too here with this guy. If his value, the Gemara is saying, if the economics is that his value is 200 zoos, just he was foolish since he was running about, no one is going to give him a, the proper offer for what it's really worth, then he's not bored. We shouldn't be giving anything. What an unbelievable economics question here. So how do we make sense of this did Again, normally if you don't have 200 zoos, we we'll give you what you need. You have 200 zoos, you don't get. Here we're saying this unbelievable compromise. A guy has property, it's worth 200 zoos, but he can't access it. We're saying, well, we'll give you a little bit. We'll give you, to, to the, uh, we'll supplement to get you to 200 up until half the value of your stuff. Well, wh- how do you get such a, com- such a compromise? One If it's worth 200, so you can give them anything. If it's not worth 200, so don't give them anything. Oh, our law, Rab, explained that we got to get even to, now this is not economics 101. This is a little bit hard economics here. What happens is, is that it, the, the, there's a fluctuation in price here based upon seasons. The way it works back in the day is that in the month of Nisan, land becomes more expensive. In the days of Tishrei, the land d- decreases. What's the insight of this? What's the insight of this? So Rashi explains there's two things. For land, the idea is that the planting season is in the winter, and in order to get a good planting season, you need to plow throughout the summer. So therefore, in Nisan, that's peak buying season. Because then you can prepare the land for planting. You've got months to go ahead and plow it. And then it will be great. It will be optimal. Comes winter, I can, I can plant and make a lot of money. But if I want to buy it in Tishrei, it's not a good time to buy. Because what am I going to do? I'm going to, I'm going to have to hold on to it and then first plow then in the spring and then next year. It's like a very long time before I'm going to see cash from it. So therefore, the peak buying time is in the spring, not in the, not, not in the, uh, not in the fall. Second point, when you're dealing with moving into a house is that nobody wants to move when it's muddy. Nobody wants to move when it's raining. So everybody wants to move when it's not raining. So therefore in the season, when people want houses is, in demand is the spring, not the fall. So therefore what? Where we, what do we have here? So at the Kuli al therefore, fabulous people usually will wait until Nissan when the price will, ri- will, will rise and then sell their land. Hi, this guy, he cannot wait to do that. Hovah, since he's in need of money, he's going to be selling now at the lower price. So now we understand it. it on the one hand, he's poor. Why? Because if the market value right now, no, as we're talking about right now, it's the fall. In the market value, taka in the fall, it's not just because he messed up. He, the market value right now, for anyone who would be selling something in the fall, would be less. It would be, it would be under it. And it wouldn't be able to get 200 Zos. But there's a certain sense of worth that it's really 200 Zos. And the lump that's in here, that we've shown him, say, listen, listen to the Tifka. The real sense of value is in peak season. Very interesting. It's like with a, the real sense of value is in peak season. If you're buying a Purim costume, yeah, you're buying a perm costume. What is the value of a perm costume? What do you say, economics? Do you say what's pshat? Right? Is it pshat is before Nissan has an in, before perm has an inflated price, and then the price goes back to normal after perm? No, no, no. That's not the pshat. The pshat is before perm. That is the price. That is the price in peak season happens to be that after Purim, now there's discounts because people have less demand. But the price of azach is always in Hilchus economics, the way the Torah sees it, is in peak season. So therefore, over here, what is the real value? You could say it's really 200 dollars. But Lameisah, he has to sell now at undervalue. But it's nothing he did wrong. Any person who would be selling now would be that way. It's nothing unique to him. That's the complexity here. So, therefore, he is rich and he's also poor at the same time. So, that's the compromise we give him to make up for that loss that he needs to do by selling out. That's what we're saying. So, that, why do we get half? Because we could understand now. It, will, it is possible that it would go down for half of the value in Tishrei that you would get in Nisan. It's more than half it wouldn't. So, that's why it makes sense. Up until half the value, we'll supplement to 200. So, now we see that concept. Now, all we need, now we're going to move back to where we were by Nizakim. But before we get to these that we just have to make sure this concept is clear. There's a concept of value in peak season and a concept of value in non-peak season. So what we see is value is shot stopped the way it would be in peak. And then there's an idea where the market value fluctuates for the everybody in a non-peak season. So now, now we're going to go gonna understand. Go back to Nizalkin. Well, again, what was our up? What was our steal? Let's make sure we're holding clear in the question. On the one hand, the Torah says you pay for the best. On the other hand, the Torah says you can give anything. You can give even brand. So what's going on? What's the shot? So two by damages, we could say that we can answer the question like this. Imagine the case is the damage was done in Tishrei. That's important. The, 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 so that now the prices are down. The prices are down. So be Be'idis. So the halach is that this right of the, of the nizik is to collect from the idis So now, so, so he's going to collect from Idis in, in accordance to the price now. It's like, think about it. This guy, this guy is winning the lottery over here, this nizik when he's collecting out the damages now. Because now he's going to collect based upon the prices now, which are low, and then in six months, you know, boom, he doubled his money. It's great. This Nizek is very happy. So that's all he collects from the it is. But what ha- And that's that's what we understand. That's partial you collect from the price of now, which is interesting. Why? Just to clarify that. Why? It's not really the price, right? We're saying it's... An, it's un- the answer is, if you're a damager, the Tory gives you the right to take something that you could turn into cash right now. Interesting. And the Gemara assumes that to be true. And interesting that, that the Gemara does assume that. The Gemara doesn't bring a right to that. The Gemara makes an assumption. If you're taking Idis in the fall, you have the right to take according to the, the depressed value that it has now, even though it's not its real market value of the future. Why? Because the Ma'is of the Torah should give you the right to take something you could turn into cash right now. I shouldn't have to take it and expect it to hold on to it for six months to get its true value. No expectation on me to do that, so therefore I take according to the value now. But imagine he came over, the nizik comes over to the mazik and he says, If the nizik says, to instead of giving me, it is, you know what, I actually want to forego my right to idis, I'd actually prefer your bainoness. Why would anyone prefer bainoness? The answer is, maybe he liked the location. Maybe there was some preference that he had to the location. So he says, you know what, give me bainoness a little bit more, obviously, because it's bainoness. We'll cut a deal. Amarleh, if he's not taking, if he forfeited his right to Idis, and he wants ben on so now the Mazak says to him, If you were taking your right of Idis, then you would take to the current smaller price of Tishri. But if you don't want to take the Idis, instead you're asking for the Ben-on-ez, then I can force you to take only according to the future price of what it will be in nisan So now we understand what we're saying here. If that he's taking his din of Idis, then it's only Idis. Zot the Torah, what does it mean that you pay from Subin? It's all a metaphor that you pay from Subin. What a, the metaphor paying from Subin is if someone forgoes his right to Idiz and instead he's collecting from something weaker, he's collecting from Beinur's, maybe he preferred the location, then it could be even garbage, meaning to say it's only in accordance to the value that it will have in Nisan. So very interesting box, he gets boxed in then is it? the Nizak. The Mazik tells him, you take your Idis, what, what, what your Din is, and you're right. I'll pay you according to the smaller value that of, of, of right now in Tishrei and you'll gain a lot more money. But if not, if you want something different than your din, then I have the right to give it to you in a bad way, in a way that its value is only going to come out in the time it's equaling to your damage in Nissan. However, the Gemara does not buy that. That's fair. Why? You weaken the, 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 the Nizik's right, meaning... The, the Torah said the a collect from Idis. That's like even from Idis. But what does it mean if I forgo my right to Idis that I'm taking from benonis? then you have the right to like mess me up and tell me you can only take you can only take the amount of land that will be equal to your damage in six months' time? That's not fair. The Torah says pay him the best. Meaning the structure of the Torah is give the guy the best type of payment. So if the Torah gave him the the even to take Idis, so when he is taking benonis, it's not fair that he should be taking bein only in accordance to the value of the damage based upon the six months time. So therefore the Gemara accepts that and the Gemara says, you're right. Before we get back to answer our Baba Kama thing, the Gemara says, if you want to compare Rava's distinction the Baal you can compare it to a case of a Baal Chof. A Baal Chof does not collect from idus, right? Baal dina dinah he collects from average land. So imagine mamish, this case, a lender comes to collect in the fall and, and there's no liquid he's collecting from the land. So if he would say, I don't want. You know what? Actually, I don't want benonis. Give me ziburis. Give me the worst quality, but a larger thing. Maybe again, he liked the location. There, Amale, the debtor can tell him. If you take the average land, which is your right, Shkoka, the hasha, and take it according to the current price, fee low. But if you don't want to take it according to the average land, and you want to take something less, Koki yukol kamei. Then you can only take it per the higher future price. So there, we can understand that because there is is right isn't to take from Idis, So we don't is right to take from benonis. So we can understand that if he didn't want benonis, instead he asked from ziburis. We can understand that the, 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 the borrower has the right to say, if you're gonna take from selling it's not your din, if you're gonna take from Ziburis then you can only take it in a way that would pay you back according to the future price. But here at the gemara also doesn't buy it. Because why? What's the reason he collects from Beynonis and Nazi of a creditor? You're going to cl- close the door in front of borrowers. That's the reason. Why does a Baal Chow collect from Beynonis and Nazi buris? So that people will be encouraged to lend money. If you're always going to be able to collect only from the worst off, it discourages you to lend. So, therefore, the Torah said to encourage money lending that you can collect at least from the average thing. So, if you're going to say, but when that this guy, if he forgoes his right to collect from the average and instead is collecting from the inferior quality, then he only takes according to the future value of it, then it's going to discourage lending. The lender says, If I would have still had money that I lent you, if I never would have lent you money, I'd be able to go buy inferior land at the current price, right? I'd go make a sick deal. I'd buy land in the fall with my liquid and make money. I didn't have that money. You know why I don't have money right now? Because I lent it to you. And you, when you come to pay me back now, now you're only giving me the value of it that I have to wait six months time to get. That's not fair to me. How should Zuzikabachrall my money is by you. You're only going to tell that I should take the land per the future price. That's not fair. So it discourages lending. So therefore, it's not going to work out over here. Also, by by by, by Chof, the Gemara assumes the same thing that if 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 if, he's, if, if the if the borrower is paying from Ziburis, he has to pay the from the lower value now of of. Uh, of the fall, not only according to the, the higher value of six months. In the one case you can compare it to is a case of ksubas isha. Ksubas isha, when she collects the ksuba, that's actually what's the right of collection from ziburis. isha The right of collection for one is from ziburis. So imagine she told her husband, you know what? Do me a favor. Instead of giving me ziburis, which is my halacha, can you do me a favor and give me higher quality? Land, how about the porta? Give me a little bit less, but give it to me from the average land. She she tries cutting a deal with her with her ex. She says, "Do me a favor. Instead of giving me these words, which is my allah give me benonis a little bit more." Amar allah he could say to her, "Listen." Listen, You want to take what your right is and take it at the, at the current price, be low. But if you don't want to take the lower price, the, 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 the Ziburis, you want to ask for something that's beyond you. Then you better take only according to the future, the future value in it. There it makes sense because there Shitakas doesn't have a right. We don't care about the in that case. I mean, it's not that we don't care about the woman, but I'm saying the Torah didn't give her any special rights. Like Isha is only You want what's more than what the Torah gave you. You want to take this a little bit less, but you want to take more than your right. Then then the husband has the. The right to say, I can say, but only on my terms. I'm not going to give it to you. I'm only going to give it to you where the value of your Xuba will come out in six months' time. So after all is said and done, where are we on our original question? We're back Kasha. Remember, what's our question? The Torah says pay from Idis, pay from the best land. The, other hand, the Torah says pay from anything you want, even brand. Stira. So we tried saying a whole shtickle tyra that the case of Suvin is where the guy said, I don't want this, I want banonis, and then he could say you take according to the future f- price, not according to the current price. We rejected that. Certainly you have to pay, even if, he's, even if, if you're paying for banonis, you have to pay according to the current price. So the kasha comes back. So finally the Gemara says, whenever he gives him, he gives him from the best. Meaning very simple. You could give brand, but you have to give the best brand. You can give anything. But the best of what you're giving so if you're giving land, give the best land. If you're giving brand, give the best brand. That's the issue. It's not a contradiction. Whatever you're doing, do from for the best. What? what should you do? Whatever you'd like. Says the Gemara, Now the Gemara comes with a different question. It's not the halacha. Because metav was written specifically by fields. It was written specifically by lands. If it's collected from land. There there's a halach of Meitav. You're trying to tell me that any payment has to be from the best of the stuff. You're telling me if I pay from brand, it has to be the most best brand, the best quality brand that exists in the world, right? It's not true. It's not true. The Torah shouldn't have said, Meitav said, should have said, Meitav ishalom, you should pay from the best. So the Gemara says, They explained it. Finally, we get some better, again, economics. Really, anything is superior. What does that mean? As long as you're not dealing with real estate, everything is superior. If you can't sell it here, go sell it in another town. Meaning, what is superior? Superior means the ability to turn into liquid. That is what the definition of meitav is. So when you're dealing with a movable property, everything's superior because everything there's a market for. Maybe not in this town, but maybe in another town. Okay, you move a little bit, but it's movable property. So you move it to somewhere, you could sell it very easily. The varmi are land that cannot be moved. The leis on the meitav, there you have to give him superior land so that people are going to jump to buy it. So the usaid is like this. You have to pay him on something that is the best to turn into cash. What is the best to turn into cash? If it's land, it's got to be the most compact, sizable, small, small land that everybody would want. If it's if 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 it's movables, everything. Everything is ideal. So that's the answer. When you're paying from movables, everything is ideal. When you're paying from land, there specifically because you can't move the land. That's the only way it is where it is. There in order to get the best the easiest way to turn it into cash, there it's gotta be from the choicest, smallest compact land. Okay, we'll stop here for today.